This Mishnah begins by discussing further Hallel. And in case you're wondering what Hallel has to, and you forgot what Hallel has to do with the tractate Sukkah. So two Mishnahs ago, we learned about the fact that during Hallel, when you shake the Lulav, and in the previous Mishnah, we learned again about hearing Hallel from somebody that's obligated you, not obligated at you. And here it's again continuing to talk about Hallel, which is part of the beautiful infinite, wild, zany world of the oral tradition that it'll very often go, Mishnah and Gemara will go from one topic to another in like a stream of consciousness, of infinite consciousness. So let's learn the Mishnah inside. A place where the custom is to repeat a Pasuk twice. Lichpol means to say twice, to repeat twice. Place where the custom during Halal is to repeat Sukkim certain verses twice, as we do. You, and of course, you know, and that is indeed our custom that when we say Halal from the Psukim, from the verses, Oit Hashem Kanisani, Evan Maswa Bainim, there's certain Psukim that we repeat twice. So the Mishnah says, and that's a minhag, that's a custom. So Malkam Shinagu Lichpol, a place where the custom is to repeat it twice, then Yichpol, then you should repeat it twice. Lifshait, if you're near a place where the custom is to only say the Pasuk once, then only say it once. Yifshait. Levarech achrav, if you're in a place where the custom is to make a bracha after halal, which again is our custom, we do make a bracha after halal. If you're in a place where you have that custom, Yivarech achrav, then make the bracha with them. Why? Hako keminega medina. Because the rule is, and this is a very fundamental rule in Judaism, Hako Kaminaga Medina. Everything is dependent on local custom. Again, we're talking about holy local customs. We're not talking about if the Minaga Medina is, you know, I don't know, to eat apples on Fridays. But if the Minaga Medina, if a Minig is a holy minhag, how the custom is to do it in that place, then one goes after the custom of that place, the Minaga Medina. And therefore, when it comes to things like whether you repeat halal, you don't repeat it, whether bracha, etc., you go according to the custom of that place. Parenthetically, the Mishnah did said that it goes according to the minig, whether you make the bracha after halal or not. But it's important to know that the bracha before halal, that's not totally b'minig. Everyone rules that the bracha before halal is definitely something that has to be said because it's a, it's a minig, it's a takanas chachamim, it's a mitzvah derabana, it's one of the seven rabbinical mitzvahs to say halal, and on that we make a bracha before. Like we do before we read Megillah, we light Hanukkah candles. The only question is whether you make a bracha after you say halal, and we actually do, that is our custom. And now the Mishnah goes back to Sukkis, and the Mishnah says a rule, but before I underst- we understand, be able to understand well what it says, we have to know. There's something called Shemitah. I'm sure most of you know Shemitah is every seventh year. And every Shemitah, the fruit, the things that grow during that seventh year, the produce of the land is forbidden to be sold. They're allowed to be eaten, but nobody could have any ownership of the land in the seventh year. So fruit and fruit and vegetables, anything that grows in Israel in the Holy Land in the seventh year, can't. no business can be done with it. It could be eaten by anyone and you're not allowed to make business with it, which is why today in these days when you go to Israel around Shemitah time, which is actually coming up, I think, in a year or two, want us to be very, very careful because there are all sorts of laws with how you could buy or, or vegetables and fruit over there. So, But one thing that we do know is that a lulav is not so problematic with Shemitah. 
according to some opinions, because the lulav is considered like almost like uh, the tree. The tree itself doesn't have kedusha shvias, doesn't have the holiness of shemitah. And a lulav, that palm frond, isn't isn't a fruit, isn't anything you eat. It's just like a tree, so it doesn't have the rules of sh- of shemitah. But an esrog, a citron, obviously is a fruit. A citron, a fruit, an esrog is a fruit. So you have to be careful. It has kedusha shvias, and you're not allowed to buy it. You can't do business with it. So the Mishnah says that rule as follows: Halakeach lulav mechaveri b'shvias. A person buys a lulav from his friend in Shemitah, in Shvius, in the seventh year. And the Gemara clarifies that it's talking about a friend that doesn't know well the laws of Shemitah. You're afraid that he doesn't know well the different laws, etc. And you're afraid that maybe it could be <clears throat> that the esrog is actually Shemitah fruit because you're taking it during the seventh year. So, your friend has to give you the esrog as a gift because you're not allowed to purchase it during Shemitah because you have to be afraid that it grew during Shemitah. So, if you're buying the lulav from your friend, he has to give you the esrog as a gift. It's like, okay, I'm buying the lulav for $100 and you throw in the esrog also. And if the seller doesn't agree to give it to you as a gift, he Hidafka wants money for it, but it has to be with the lulav together. In other words, to say, okay, I'm buying the lulav and not the esrog is something separate.